Welcome to the As You Go Women's Ministry Podcast, part of the Rolling Hills Community Church Podcast Network, where you can find other great podcasts like Making History, Parenting Podcast, Men's Leadership Network, Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast, and more. Welcome to episode one of As You Go. Thank you so much for joining us for our very first edition of As You Go podcast. I'm Kathy, hosting alongside Lily. Just two women trying to make it through today. Amen. Wow. <laughs> loving God and loving others. And we're so excited to be launching this today. And we, we have some exciting guests coming up. Next week, we have Betty Rock from Way FM. She's a lot of fun, a lot of life experience, but the Lord has just been teaching her so much, and I can't wait to hear from her. We also have Kelly Mentor coming um, in the upcoming weeks, as well as so many others. Um, we're looking forward to those special guests and those special topics to come. So As You Go is a podcast meant to encourage and disciple women who are daily trying to follow Jesus while balancing all, all of the things in their lives, like work and family, friendships, mental and physical health, whatever else um, you're dealing with today. Yeah, I mean, being a woman is hard, and there's just so much to balance between um, work, friendships, family, um, just all the things. And we don't want to be one more thing that um, you're putting on your to-do list. We want to um, be there just to celebrate in the happy moments, to grieve with you, and hopefully just to offer some hope in the middle of your trials, because we want you to know that you're not alone, and we want to do life together. So take us along with you wherever you are, whatever you have on your agenda today, the grocery store, Target, your drive to work, when you exercise, if you're in the carpool line, or just hanging out at your favorite coffee shop. Um, We just hope that you will take us with you as you go throughout your day. We want to take a little bit of time today to just introduce who we are, not because we're anything spectacular, but we just want you to know that we're two real women who have faced a lot of life events, um, and we're just trying to learn and to grow and encourage one another and support one another. So, Lily, can you share a little bit about who you are? Yes, I would love to. Um I actually got to share my story with a friend last week, and it was like a really good refresher for this um, this podcast today because um, I am a Southern girl. I was born and raised in Alabama, and I'm the oldest of four kids. Um, they would tell you that I'm bossy, but I would tell you that I'm a really good delegator. So there's that. She's a leader. <laughs> for sure. Um Yeah, but I'm married to Eric. We've been married for 12 years, and we have three kids. And just a little history about myself. I'm actually the women's pastor here at Rolling Hills Community Church in Franklin, Tennessee. And the church has played a huge role in my life from the beginning of, like, when I was born. Seriously. I was born into a church where my both sets of my grandparents were, a big Baptist church in the middle of Montgomery, Alabama. And... I knew everybody at that church and everybody knew me and it was just a really, um, it has been a continuous thread in my life and God has used it to, um, encourage me and to equip me for where I am today in ministry. And I am so grateful for that. Um, 
my parents actually divorced when I was in late high school. Um, they separated my junior year and the church stepped in and they helped provide for my family. They, um, filled in some of those gaps that just weren't there. Um, I got to see good, real marriages modeled. Um, there are people that stepped in as father figures for my brothers. Um, the church has just played a huge role in my life and I'm so grateful to be working in a church now and be able to serve um, in that same capacity. I feel like God has given me a heart for single women, especially um, single um, moms, because that was my mom for, you know, the latter part of my life. And so um, I was really fortunate that I got to marry Eric, who comes from a very stable home life, like cookie cutter, like could not come from a more like really cookie cutter life. He grew up riding around in a minivan, listening to James Dobson on the radio with his parents. And they had all the conversations. He could tell you every, sing you every Christian song that there was. And when I saw him, I was in my late twenties and I was like, that is what I need in my life. Um, and so I'm very fortunate to have married someone that doesn't come with that kind of baggage like I did. And um, and we're raising our three kids together. And God is just redeeming um, the picture of marriage. And he's redeeming the, the father figure that he is to us. While my husband's not a perfect father, um, he's a really good one. And he disciples our kids well. And um, he loves my girls. I have two girls and a boy. And he just adores my girls like just smitten over them and I'm like they're gonna grow up with these like major big egos but I don't care because (laughs) I think it is fantastic that he um he just pours into them and he disciples them well and my son who's in the middle Cade he's seven and I am smitten over him and so it is all equal at our house I would say just the smittenness and the amount of love that we have for our children but they are still kids and so they're are a lot of times where it's hard and parenting is can be difficult but okay enough about me I feel like I've shared a lot I probably maybe even overshared for this first episode so Kathy tell us uh, a little bit about you I'm a lover of Jesus I'm learning and growing I am a wife to Scott of 25 years almost 26 years And I would say that the last 15 have been absolutely incredible. The first 10 were very, very difficult. We were not walking with the Lord. We were doing a lot of scorekeeping. We were looking to the things of the world, I think, for happiness and thinking that maybe it would be more fun, more exciting. We would feel better if we just weren't married anymore and and what that would look like and you know it's interesting because I would I would have told you when I walked into marriage that I was a believer I had been I grew up in a Christian home we we were in church my parents taught Sunday school we did the things but I really have no I can't I can't tell you any fruit of my life from from that time period and what I walked into marriage with was, I was just, I think I was looking for happiness. I was looking for that fantasy. 
And we were married extremely young. I was 20, and Scott was in the military. He was sent to Korea for 13 months. And during that time, we found out that I was pregnant, and which was six months after we were married. Um, I got pregnant. And so Brendan was our oldest, was born while Scott was still in Korea. So I did some time as, as a single mom, really, as far as the ins and outs of the everyday. And we didn't have the we didn't have cell phones and we didn't have FaceTime and things like that. So it was hard to keep Scott connected. So I kind of independently did the mom thing. And when Scott came home, we tried to unite our lives back together, but it was extremely difficult uh, for us to do so. And we kind of walked out that pattern for the next 10 years, which ended almost in the destruction of our marriage. And the Lord just did absolutely incredible things. He worked on our own hearts and he had, the Lord had me searching my own heart, asking him to search my heart and showed me the things that were not of him and what it looked like to walk in relationship with him. We learned about grace and we learned about forgiveness and we learned about what God's design was for marriage. And we are so grateful that he's restored our marriage, not back to what it was before in those first 10 years, but he's restored it more like what he designed for it to be. Now we are not perfect. We have a lot to, a lot of areas to still grow in. And that's hopefully happening happening each and every day, but we have been gifted with three beautiful children. Our son is 24, and he is married to, we say three children, we actually have four. He is married to the beautiful Anna, and she just, she she's everything that we've prayed for. She loves the Lord, and she loves him, and we love her like she is our own. And our middle is Caitlin, and she is 22. She's a senior in college this year, about to go to grad school. And she is our leader in the family. So she's spunky and full of life and extremely talented, but she, she's she been leading those boys since she was born. And then our youngest is Carson, and he's 18, a senior in high school. And he's he's the one that keeps us on, on our toes. But we've done a lot of life in our 25 years. You know, we've experienced, We've experienced just difficulties in our marriage. We've experienced the military life. We've experienced the loss of a significant loved one, of a parent. Um, this past year, we walked through a cancer diagnosis with my husband and, and what that looks like for him to be not knowing what the next days or the next years were going to be like. And for me, serving as a caregiver was definitely a different role for me than I was used to. We've had struggles with our children um, they've had hard times in life and we've had the chance to walk with them through that, but it's hard to see your children going through hard times. I think that's really tough as a parent. Um, but we've also gotten to celebrate with them graduations. And, um, I guess I should say first, just they're all have a relationship with the Lord and there is just absolutely nothing better than that. Um, but We've done a lot of life. We've experienced a lot of things, but we also have learned how faithful and how good the Lord has been to us and will continue to do, um, to be that way to us. And um, I also serve as a biblical counselor. I'm on staff as the counseling director, director at Rolling Hills. And oh, what a gift it is to be here. It really is my, if you're asking me what my dream job is, this is it. Being able to sit across from 
women, sit across from couples, going through different life issues, different trials, different hurts, and uh, just being able to encourage them and point them to truth and, and offer them hope. It's an, it's an incredible, I'm so very grateful that God has um, given me the opportunity to be able to do that, to be able to listen to stories. And my heartbeat is not only to listen to stories and to point them to truth, but also be a woman who is real and vulnerable and other women know I'm struggling just as much and I need the Lord and I need other women um, to surround me and encourage me and pray for me. And so I'm excited to be a part of this, to be able to do that for other women and with other women. Um, you know, it's an incredible journey. I think this, um, as a part of that journey, I was thinking back over this past year and how incredibly different this past year yeah. was. And I think it, you know, I think it looks different for different women. But when I think about what the Lord has done in my life, I'm like, you know, 2020 is going to be a marker in time. For sure. For me. It's going to be a time that I can always, I will always look back and reflect on in, in the good and the not so good, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I just, I just wonder, you know, one of the questions I, I'm thinking about is I'm thinking about women and maybe they're not in the same place that they were if you would have asked them a year ago or, or two years ago. or So I'll, let's start with you. Like what, what was 2020 like for you as a woman? Yeah, I mean, so 2020, like you said, it was a just a weird year. I mean, difficult, hard, just like nothing that, I've ever experienced before. I'll talk to my mom about it. Nothing she's ever experienced before. You know, it's just, they keep saying unprecedented, but that really is what, what, what this year was. And I will say that I have led, I hate, I hate this word, but I have led a very busy life. I, I think maybe growing up because I was one of four, there was just always something going on. And so that's how I live my life. I just always had something going on. And, um, you know, after we had our third child, all of a sudden I realized, whoa, life is moving too fast and I can't keep up. And I had a major bout with anxiety. And that was probably towards the end of 2019. And, um, after, you know, getting some, um, talking to my doctor, talking to some friends. I've ended up on some anxiety medicine. So if if that's you, if you're facing some anxiety, talk to your doctor about it. Talk to a counselor. Um, just get some help. Um, it's real and it can cripple you. So that, that was the end of 2019. So as 2020 kicked off, I'm just looking at it going, okay, I have all this anxiety and that still looks as busy as it ever has been. And boom, March hit. And it was like, what happened? The whole country went into lockdown. And I will tell you that I 100% enjoyed every second of lockdown. I know that sounds crazy. And I know some of you listening are probably like, oh my gosh, she's lost her mind. I hated it. But I had just lived such a life that was on the go, constant. There was just always something, something, something to all of a sudden have no choice but to shut down was just exactly what my spirit needed. And we had what two, at least two months of that where we were just like, I couldn't even really go to the grocery store. And, um, my, I, 
I I don't cook. Um, my husband's a really good cook. Kathy and I joke about this because neither of us cook. So if you came here looking for some help in the kitchen, we are not oh, your go-to. Yeah, no. Maybe we'll bring some helpful guests <laughs> on to share with you guys, but it's not us. So we both have really great husbands who love to cook and enjoy that. And so we just let them do that. But my husband cooked a lot. It was just that part of of this pandemic was really good for me. And now as we are kind of starting to launch back up into, um, I wouldn't say necessarily where we were, but we're starting to see that like things are picking back up. We're seeing more people. We're having more conversations. We're just where we went from not seeing a lot of people. We're seeing a lot of people. And Kathy and I were actually talking about this last week, but we are as, as much of a people person as I am, and really she can be too, like we're tired. And like, why are we so tired? And why are we so just depleted? Like, what do you think? Like speak into that a little bit. Yeah, I went through, as we were going throughout last year, and uh, like I mentioned before, my husband was diagnosed with cancer, leukemia actually. And so in a way, the pandemic, there were parts of the pandemic that were a blessing to us because we had to isolate anyway. Working remotely really was helpful to us with doctor's appointments and just all the things that that were going on. But in the forefront of my mind was always what are things that are that we're doing now that I want to continue into the rhythms of life into next year and the next year and the next year. And one of the things that I loved was sitting down for dinner every night at at home. And I loved that. And I kept using the words, I want to be better at protecting my time. Hmm. I want to protect my time as I go into the next year. And which I thought, okay, I'm going to do that. What does that look like? What kind of how am I going to use my time? How am I going to protect some of the nights that I have? Um, it's interesting. I and I'm. I wish I knew who said this. You are fantastic, whoever you are. I read this, um, but it said it, instead of protecting our time, we're to seize and steward our time. And so I was thinking about protecting my time. My thought was, when I protect my time, I'm looking for rest, like constantly, constantly looking for rest. But what if I seize my time and steward my time in a way that glorifies and honors the Lord? And so I had these big goals, these big plans as 2021, you know, came came around. But what I've noticed is I've been quick to go back to some of my ways that were not, um, that were not necessarily great ways. And I'm also finding that I'm saying yes to things again that I probably don't need to say yes to. Um, I'm, it's taking a little bit more energy to be in social settings because it's been a year without a lot of socializations. And I do love, love, love people. I love to be around people. But it's different. It's taking me a minute to kind of get back into that rhythm of things and when I really am like I just want to go home and sit on my couch and grab my blanket and you know um but you know it's interesting we have this emphasis right now on staff at Rolling Hills and the emphasis is soul care which is absolutely um absolutely amazing I'm so thankful to be a part of a staff um and and leadership that encourages soul care And of course, being a counselor, I'm like, yes, I'm all in. This is so fantastic. But but a part of that, as we rolled out this um, soul care focus, was 
taking a soul care day. And at first I'm like, this, this is awesome. Like, this is incredible. We get an opportunity to take a day to spend with the Lord and, you know, step away from all of the distractions of life. And that's just absolutely, that's amazing just to refuel our soul and, and to refresh and to focus and worship on who God is. Um, but, but then it was interesting because I had this panic moment and the panic moment looked like, I don't know how to have a soul care day. Like, I'm going to be really good about telling you how to have a soul care day. But the reality is, I, I, I haven't been practicing having soul care days. And even though we had, I, for me personally, my year was a little slower last year. And I'm, I'm learning and, and continuing those disciplines of being in the word each and every day. But maybe for that 20 minutes or for that 30 minutes. But to take a full day to not be distracted by other things, I kind of panicked in a minute, like, how am I going to take a whole day without, without doing all the things that need to be done? You know, what, what's, what, what's that been like for you as you think about a day of rest? Yeah, we were talking about this last week, and I said to someone, I said, you know, I was really good at this in college. Um, I could have spent a whole day just in the word of God, then I would journal and I would listen to my worship music and then I would go on a walk and then I'd sit down again at a coffee shop and like listen to a sermon podcast or I would just spend time just kind of like worshiping the Lord just in that kind of like silence. And I was really like, I was really good at it. It was something that was just a part of my, um, my rhythm, my life rhythm. And, and I would say I am not good at it now. It sounds incredible incredibly intimidating and it is because I'm out of practice it's like I don't even like there is so much noise in my house how in the world would I deal with silence like what would that look like can I even do that my mind will be racing to a million different other things but I think as we begin to implement that practice into our lives there may be a million things running through our minds the first few times we try to practice that um, silence and sol- solitude with the Lord and that rest with God. And that's okay. It's just a matter of getting into the practice. And eventually, we will start to have that time with the Lord and it will be fruitful and productive and our mind can stay focused on um, just on things of him and not on our to-do list and the things that need to get cleaned in our house or the things that need to go on our grocery list because we all know like as busy women that that, that's where our mind is going to go when we are given an opportunity for silence but we have we have to practice it it's the only way we can ever get good at it Um, so yeah I would say it sounds real intimidating, but I think with some practice, just like anything in life, playing basketball or learning to ride a bike, like practice is what makes it um, makes it productive eventually. Does that go for cooking as well. <laughs> <laughs> I Wait. would just say no to cooking. Basically, <laughs> I, d- I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. So I'm not going to practice it. Same. I um and and most women. I, I guess I shouldn't say most women. I would say a lot of women probably don't have a day to, to have a soul care day. For sure. Um, but maybe you have a little chunk of time where you can start practicing what it looks like 
to sit in silence and solitude. And if you look at Jesus's life, I was looking through just just in Mark 1. When you get a moment, look at Mark 1 and just look at the headings. Just look at the headings. Like Jesus was baptized and then he walks through the the temptation in the wilderness. He's gathering, he's beginning to gather his disciples, right? His his team, his his group, his his community posse. for ministry. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he's driving out evil spirits. He's healing many. And then it says in verse 35, Jesus prays in a solitary place. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place. And he's our perfect example of how to walk this out. And if you just read those headlines, you're like, this is a lot. This is a lot of ministry. There's a lot going on. And yet he made time to spend time in prayer, to spend time with God. And that's our perfect example. And it may not be a full day at first. Prayerfully, you can get there. But it may just be, it may just, be just taking a few moments to spend that time in, in the, with the Lord, to spend that time in the word, focusing on who he is, focusing on who he is in your life, focusing on who we are because of him. Yeah, and we, this has been a great first episode for sure. I mean, I've enjoyed um, just being able to engage in this conversation, but just to wrap it up, I want to challenge you guys to see if you can find just 30 minutes in your week. I know it's hard as we all have just these crazy lives of um, homeschooling or um, getting kids from one place to the other or getting to work and we're just tired. But I would say just this is the challenge. 30 minutes within the seven days of your week. I think we can do this. And this is our first challenge. And just get away from it all. Turn off the TV. Turn off the phone. Put it away get your kids in the bed or wake up early in the morning before they're awake and find 30 minutes just to practice silence and solitude. Like we said, it's not going to come naturally to us at first. Our mind's going to be racing in a million different directions and that is okay. The challenge this week is just to put it into practice. And so that's what we want. Um, that's what we want to challenge you guys with today. And as we wrap up, I just want to pray for us. We'll probably do this every week, but um, we want to pray for you guys. So let's just, let's pray now. Jesus, God, we, um, we just invite you into this time, God. We know you are here. We know you're among us. You're living and you're active. And God, we pray that as we um, just spend this time together each week, God, that you would be glorified, that your name would be lifted high, God, and that as we go throughout our week, Father, that we would um, be reminded of who we are in you, God, and the beauty of your gospel and the beauty of who you are in our lives, Jesus. And so I pray for these women that are listening today, God, that they just would be able to find 30 minutes this week. God, I pray you would prompt their hearts and their minds to know this is it. This is the time I'm going to make just to to be alone, to be in silence and solitude with you, Father. And so I pray that during that time that you would allow it to be fruitful and good. And so, God, we lift up this time to you. We lift up the coming weeks ahead, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. 
Ladies, thanks for joining us today for the first episode of As You Go. We're excited about next week having Betty Rock from Way FM with us as she shares what the Lord has been doing in her life through some pretty trying times. So you're not going to want to miss that. Hey, we love you and we are praying for you as you go.